Hi, I'm Morgan. I'm Odette. And I'm Madeline. And, and we, we love Christian fiction. fiction. We love it so much that we wanted to talk about it on a podcast. Each episode, we will read classics of the genre or new releases. And discuss the good, the bad, and the ugly. So come join us. Hello! Hello, everybody! Welcome to another episode of Redeeming with Podcast Author Edition. <laughs> Woohoo! Woohoo! We have um, author T.I. Lowe um, to talk about her newest release, Indigo Isle. Um, and it, it just came out last week, right? Yes. yes. June 6th. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, June so, 6th. Brand so new. Recent. Yeah. Brand spanking. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. I just had a, I just had a book baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. Congratulations. I'm a little exhausted, but, you know, I'm getting over it. That's right. <laughs> I love that. I love it. Yeah. I'm sure for the mothers on here, that is an accurate analogy of probably what it feels like. I don't know. I don't know what it's like to release a book, but that baby, I know that that's a crazy one. Um, Yes, and we were just saying before we we started the show here that I, Madeline, is in awe of this book, and I just finished this afternoon. This one, my head is still like. with everything from this book just so many beautiful things I will I will be recovering from it as well so um, (laughs) tell me more (laughs) about this with you this is fantastic yay I love it who's starting off the questions Um, oh I can start okay so to start off our line of questions we have uh, a few questions about your writer's journey um, okay. So, um, what inspires your characters and your stories, just in general, or if you specifically want to talk about Indigo Isle? A lot of times, you, you're froze. Am I froze? No. Okay. You're good. All right. <laughs> it's it, a lot you're of times. Still, it's though. just something I want to. I know. I was like, oh, y'all stopped. I want that darn uh, dog from uh, Squirrel, Squirrel. I mean, <laughs> trying to focus here. <laughs> so why do I, uh, all right, so about books, let's see. Uh, a lot of times it's just a question I want answered. Um, way back when mm-hmm. I started, 2014, well, I wrote Lulu's Cafe during 2012, and that was me exploring. I wanted to understand the best domestic violence uh you know why women are in those situations that wouldn't get out of them so a lot of times it's just a something i want to understand more i'll start doing research on it and the next thing i know there's a whole you know world my imagination has took off and developed a story to go with that so that's really where where it starts like um same thing with indigo isle Yeah. Do you are you able to share the question that led to Indigo Isles kind well, of inspiration? Yes. <laughs> so 2017 is when it uh, I started seeing a good bit about the Me Too movement, mm-hmm. and you know I was like cheering those women on in Hollywood that stood up and you know were speaking out for themselves and standing up for themselves, and a lot of people did stand up and cheer them on, but. Um, it broke my heart when so many, you know, they got the backlash. People were like, well, they're just doing it for show. They're doing it to, for publicity stunt or whatnot. And it got me thinking about how many women behind the camera, not a celebrity, but behind the camera saw where 
if this is how those women were treated, then I'm not going to speak up. So Mm -hmm. they stayed silent. And so I just started exploring that. And then next thing I know, I found a girl behind the camera, literally, uh, uh, Sunny Bates. She's a location scout for the industry and the book. Mm-hmm. And I, her story started developing, and it went from there. Yeah. That's amazing. Okay, so um, there, you have a little bit about this at the very end of the book, but what is your, what does your research process look like? Is there a, do you have a lot of research involved? You, you, you talked about yes. learning the process of indigo manufacturing, which was kind of very oh, interesting. Yeah. Oh, wow. That, I wanted to know. I know. Um, I I wanted to know about more about indigo. So it was like, um, so I'm from the state of South Carolina, and we have a really rich history on all sorts of things. Like, um, and under the magnolias, I focused on the tobacco farming, and it's set in the '80s, but this one is set contemporary, you know, now. And um, but um, indigo back in the 1700s, late 1700s, was like, you know, one of the big um, parts of the colonial South Carolina's import uh, economy, Mm -hmm. export economy. And um, just the whole idea. So I read Indigo Girl, which is about Eliza uh, Lucas Pickney. And she was credited back in the 1700s as bringing, you know, she was a young woman. She was actually in her teens. And she brought Indigo to the state's or, you know, the colony to start growing it. And so she's credited with that. And that is, um, the book is uh, historical fiction on that. So I read that and it was like, you know, it was so interesting on how a a green plant that looks like a weed (laughs) turns into this beautiful dye. And I'm like, I'm going to have to use that sometime because I just want to know more about it. So I had the whole story of Sunny, but then I'm like, well, we need to bring them to Charleston. How am I going to get her to Charleston? And uh, so Indigo did it. Um, so my whole process is, so I had my, my children, uh, Nathan and Lydia. I was a full-time mom. And then um, Lydia, in 2011, she she started kindergarten and she's five years younger than Nathan. So Nathan had, had already gone to school and she, so she started kindergarten. And she asked me, she says, mama, now that you've grown up, where are you going to be? <laughs> Cause you know, in her little mind, mama couldn't stay home anymore because you know, mom had grew up too. And I didn't know what I wanted to do. But then um, my journey led me to, I started writing and it was always a passion of mine anyway. And um, I have no education in it. Uh, I tell people I'm Southern. So I think in my root system is just automatic storyteller. So Mm -hmm. I I tell people I'm just a storyteller that's got a lot to say. And so summers, you know, the kids, it was a big change for them that all of a sudden mama was working. So summers, I never write. It's always been, I take that time for Nathan and Lydia. They're older now, so they, they don't need mama so much during the summer. So that was always my research window. And so mm-hmm. research is normally about six months and that's getting everything geared up. And then um, it's only about three months to write a book um, once I sit down at the computer. But so in the process of learning about Indigo, 
I found out that in Charleston and other areas of South Carolina, there's like a Indigo revival going on. They're trying to, artisans are trying to bring it back. That's and so cool. I got lucky enough that I could go to a workshop. And so, so cool. we, we went to, it was like a really old uh, farmhouse, but it's beautiful. It had a beautiful garden. And in the garden, um, this workshop was set up so we could go to the field. We picked the indigo plant leaves and we brought it back and we stripped the leaves off. And it was like we steeped it in water like tea. And all of a sudden, you know, the water starts turning blue. It did not smell like tea, though. It smelled like collard greens. You know what collard greens <laughs> smells like? Yes. It smells like cooking cabbage. It's, it's a good, strong smell. <laughs> and then... um. And then we had this beautiful picnic lunch in the garden and the artisan told us the you know, more history about indigo. And then that afternoon we took uh, the dye that we made and dyed silk scarves with it. So it was just a whole wonderful process. It was, we had a really good time. That's so cool. Amazing. What a hands-on experience for your novel. Yes. Is that the skirt? Wow. Wow. That's beautiful. Oh my God. Yes. It's gorgeous. That's Thank amazing. you. So she showed us the whole technique of folding and how to do patterns. And, oh and at one of my book events last week, the we had a pre-launch party, and I gave away one of the scarves I dyed. So oh, how cool. It's That's really cool. neat. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. so probably the most fun I've ever had with research. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Very <laughs> <handsome>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. Now I'll never top that again. I'm like, what in the world am I going to find to research? Someone said, well, we need to figure out why, how we can get to France. I'm like, That'd be nice, but I don't know if that's very southern. <laughs> I got to find a correlation somewhere so we can get we yeah we can go overseas. Maybe the south of France. I don't know. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so I know that you said that you feel like being southern, um, that you are a born storyteller. But did you always want to be a writer, or was that something that you kind of uncovered once your daughter was in kindergarten? I think I always wanted to. I know in um, middle school, my favorite book series was the Sweet Valley High Twins. Yes. Y'all look a little too young to know about that, but you do? I, I do. I was, I'm a um, library uh, enthusiast, oh. so I would just uh, go to every section of the library and get everything. So yeah. it, like, they weren't current when I was young, but I did. Uh -huh. They're really good. <laughs> But I got the wild hair. I was going to write my own. So I, I remember getting spiral bound notebooks and writing my own stories. In, but I never told anybody because it was just a, you know, I was a country girl from a small town and right off the coast of South Carolina. And I'm like, it's never, that's never going to happen for me. So um, I, I didn't tell anyone. I, I do tell people all the time. The first person I ever told that I wanted to write was uh, my best friend, Christy in my senior year at high school and I finally told her I said you know I think one of these days I'm going to write a book and she looked at me she says yeah one of these days I'm going to win the lottery <laughs> oh so God. neither one of us had high hopes <laughs> but um she these would say she still has not won the lottery but, um, but I am a writer now and uh <laughs> yeah that's amazing that's fabulous. Oh, I love that story. <laughs> okay, so uh, now we have some questions specific to Indigo Isle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, is there, I want to know, is there a specific spot in South Carolina that inspired 
Indigo Isle, the setting? Indigo Isle. Well, um, there are the, the whole coast between Georgia and North Carolina. There's like a whole line of barrier islands. Hmm. And the neat thing about them is they're very, um, you know, they're an island, but they're very southern as well. You, you can have like mossy trees growing on them. And um, when you think about tropical, it's not um, what you'd imagine. I'm big into watching the off the grid building shows. Like they'll build a house off the grid with, you know, no yeah. power and all that. So um, Indigo Isle was off the grid. And I, I was like, you know, I, I, let's just go that route with it. So I, I, I took some inspiration from that. It just felt so like fantastical. Mm -hmm. Like it just felt so magical feeling like. Oh, yeah is this a real place? Cause I want to go. <laughs> well, see, that's the fun thing about being a writer is I get to create what I want to go see and what yeah. I want to go do. So yeah. So it's definitely a place I would want to live. I don't know about you, but the, the world is very noisy and um, Sunny's life is very noisy. And I wanted to give her a safe haven, a, a place of solace. So it's a very quiet place. And um some of my favorite vacations is when we would we'll go to like a, a cabin or, or or such, and no TV, no um, you know we could go to waterfalls. It's nothing planned. It's just very in in tune with nature, and it's so peaceful. And so that's why I wanted to give um, Indigo Isle that that vibe. I mean, well, success because it definitely had that <laughs> vibe you. for sure. <laughs> Yeah, I've been to um, Charleston about five years ago now. Two of my really good friends from college, we would go on trips kind of all over. And now they, the one girl has kids and it's just, you know, life has changed. And so we don't go away as often yeah. Charleston. And I have never, it's it's one of the few places I've been that I was like, oh, I see why, why people live here. Mm -hmm. There's so much to do. And like, you can experience like hiking and then you can literally go to the beach and you can, mm -hmm. you know, there's islands and it's kind of, it's, it's a beautiful they place. They have it all. Yes. Yeah. You it's truly and the people are some of the most generous and kind people I've ever met in my life it's just mm -hmm. everywhere you went and so I could easily see how like if you took all that and then it was on a remote island how it would be mm -hmm. the best yeah <laughs> <of all this>. <laughs> <laughs> amazing um do you well I mean I guess you kind of talked about this a little bit but do you have you talked about your inspiration for Sunny but mm -hmm. do you personally have any sort of background in the film or TV industry? Because it felt like you, like the way you wrote about it was very um, interesting and felt very behind the scenes feeling. So we were curious. Oh, good. Background in it yourself. No, actually, um, I have no, no, but I did go to the College of YouTube, uh, the University of YouTube. <laughs> I have several degrees now. Um, I could be a location scout. <laughs> Isn't that an, an amazing place to go? Like if there's just a, you know, the wildest thing, I'll say, well, I need to see this for a book and I'll just, I'll type it in. And so it was a lot of behind the scenes uh, YouTube, you know, on lo uh, lo location scout stuff. So that was some fun research too. I, you know, trying to figure out the cameras and all that. But mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. Once you start to dip your toe into that whole world, I feel like you don't watch movies the same way ever again. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
I've, I've worked with people either in my marketing job who are into the film industry or I've worked on, I've gone to sets and shoots and stuff for like commercials. And I'm like, it oh, is wow. a wild place how much like happens behind the scenes that you're just locked into the movie and the story and you don't realize until, you know, you talk to someone or do research that there's so much that goes into any kind of production. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty interesting to, to learn that part about it too. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Cause there's such artistry you know, that goes into that, yeah. that, that detail from everything, you know, down to mm -hmm. even the lights and the way that someone's hair and makeup yeah. is done. Yeah. All of it works together to create mm -hmm. this kind of symphony of a story that t captures an audience, you know, so. Mm -hmm. For sure. Um, okay, so there was, there was very much like Beauty and the Beast vibes. Uh -huh. Yeah. Story was that intentional? I loved it. We, yeah. I think we all loved it. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Very much so. I tell people, um, I, I did a, a matchup. My favorite uh, parable, the prodigal son. Yes. And I matched up my southern take with Beauty and the Beast. Because I don't know about y'all, but um, we all have our prodigal moments. Um, I, I, oh my goodness, I've been had so many prodigal moments. So I relate to that parable so much. But what always interests me is the good son. You know, I put it in parentheses, the good son, mm -hmm. and how he was ticked off that 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 you know prodigal kid could just mm -hmm. mosey his behind back here and be celebrated that way. And um, so my imagination always goes to what did they reconcile? Mm -hmm. uh, how did the brothers work things mm -hmm. out? And I know that weren't important um, to that parable that Jesus was telling, but mm -hmm. I want to know because I'm nosy like that. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> So then I thought, you know, let's flip it a little bit more and let's put it all in the women's, you know, mm -hmm. the, uh, uh, you know, the, two, the mother and the three sisters. So that's where that come from. And then Beauty and the Beast has always been my favorite fairy tale my because I love a flawed hero because, I mean, I can't really, I cannot even, um, to me, uh, a perfect prince, that's just not relatable to me. And so I, I like the flaws. And uh, I love that grumpy sunshine kind of vibe. Yes. But, uh, yes. And I was like, I, he's going to stay grumpy. And she's not going to break that grump. And so that was like um, kind of like a challenge for me to write to yeah. not let him ungrump too much. So, yeah, I, I liked him. He was a challenge. That, like, literally everything you just said are all basically all of my favorite like tropes in romance so yeah just like i said i haven't finished it but i'm loving it and honestly it just oh, makes thank me you. excited to finish it. Yeah. <laughs> same here same here <laughs> you guys it's so good um okay so then moving on to kind of some faith-based questions um how has your own faith journey inspired your writing characters you mentioned this a little bit in kind of the the prodigal son that we've you felt like we've all had those moments um it's kind of yeah well but has there been kind of anything else that you've noticed over your writing years that has your faith journey has inspired in your stories? Um, I don't know y'all, but I, one of the best book you'll ever read, I mean, it's got it all, is the Bible. Mm -hmm. And uh, the more mm -hmm. I study it, the more I, I just uh, really appreciate that God highlighted some very flawed people mm -hmm. and showed what he could do through them. It mm -hmm. weren't about the person, it was about him. Mm -hmm. Um, some of my favorites like King David and then um, and I, we can sit here go even Jezebel and not Jezebel oh my goodness uh, 
See, I'm getting nervous when I start talking about the Bible because you got to say it right. But um, <laughs> Jezebel was very flawed, though, for the record. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not talking about not talking about Jezebel. Um, <laughs> the prostitute. Why oh, Rahab. Slip my mind. Rahab. 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 Yes. I knew. See, I'm terrible with names. I, I had. I, I'm gonna go off on a tangent. I had a, a meeting with my um, publishers a while back, and we were talking about indigo aisle but i'm already writing and i just finished my next book and she wanted to talk about arlene and because how much she enjoyed you know the editor want to talk about how much she loved arlene but she couldn't remember arlene's name she's just like you know the older lady i'm like i have no idea her name is gone i'm talking about i'm i'm writing about another older lady now and i cannot remember her name it was but i'm terrible with names i tell you all that just to say i'm terrible with names sometimes <laughs> I call my son our dog's name, and he's like, "I'm not Oliver, I'm Nathan." But, uh, <laughs> if it but really, better, I'm bad with names too. But I could tell you what the uh -huh. person was wearing when I met them and what we talked about. But like their name yes. was in my head. Same. I mean, we were at a. I was at my first book event, and this woman, she's got beautiful purple hair. <laughs> I know hers as well as I know me. Cause she go, you know, I've met her and she goes to my events. Her name's Pam. But when she was in front of me and I had to sign her book, I was so embarrassed. I'm like, I know your name as good as my own. That, it's so aggravating. It? Right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Like, I know your face. I know you. I do. I know you. <laughs> exactly. But anyway, exactly. Yeah. so uh, I do know that the prostitute and she was, you know, I love what God did did with Rahab, not yeah. Jezebel. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. But, um, no. <laughs> so, so that inspires my writing my, mm -hmm. because I'm very flawed. Um, mm -hmm. I make mistakes. Um, and, but, and I just, I thank God every time a new story comes, comes about and, you know, it starts with prayer. I did talk about how research starts it. That question starts it, but then, and I start looking for the scripture to back what I'm going to talk, you know, mm -hmm. as the theme of the story. And then my prayer is, God, give me the story you want me to tell, mm -hmm. but don't let me get in the way of it. Because, um, mm -hmm. and then a lot of times in the Bible, we've seen where God wants to do something extraordinary with someone like Jonah to go save that city in Nineveh. Mm -hmm. And Jonah got in the way of it. Um, he let his fear get in the way of it, his um, prejudices against those people to get in the way of it. And so every time a hard subject is broached, you know, I broached um, sexual assault mm -hmm. in this book, mm -hmm. um, sexual harassment in the workplace, is um, I want to respect the subject and and do the, it's never coming at you uh, judgmental mm -hmm. because people get judged enough and I don't want them to come to my stories and feel like they're being judged, you know, with something going on. I hope they find I hope they pick it up for entertainment such as grumpy sunshine, but in the mm -hmm. midst of it, they find God in the hand, you know, how beautiful life is gritty, but it, you know, God's grace is just abundant and is there for the taking if we just accept it. That's beautiful. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I feel like I, was very I'm I'm still <laughs> processing still fresh, still fresh. Uh -huh. but I was very like inspired by um both 
um, Hudson and Sonny and just the way that they like the, just the turnaround that they were able to, um, cause that I think is the hardest part for people. And Sunny talks about this in the book, right? It's like her own, mm-hmm. she ran away and she wanted to come back right away. It's the prodigal story, but her pride is what kept her. And that's, we, mm-hmm. our pride, you Absolutely. know, keeps us from being able to repent fully turn back to mm-hmm. what yeah. it has for us. And I thought the way that you wrote their journeys of just like this, turning back to who they were and what God had for them was so well done and so beautiful. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I'll be thinking about it for the rest of the week for sure. Oh, thank you. It's not a little longer. Yeah. Sunny and, um, and Hudson, uh, yeah, they made mistakes. Uh, they made some choices that they regret, but I don't know about you, but the, and it, and I try to explore it in this story too. It, um, uh, we, I do anyway, I can forgive someone else a whole lot quicker than I can forgive myself. Like mm-hmm. I'll hold something over my head forever, even after I ask for forgiveness for it. And, mm-hmm. you know, and I've moved on, but oh, man, I'll bring it back up to myself so bad. And that was Sunny. She, she couldn't get over her mistakes and almost thought in her mind being, a, you know, harassed at work. That was her punishment. That's what she deserved. Mm-hmm. And, um, so that was a whole exploration of let, you know, you gotta, you gotta give yourself grace too. You've got to forgive yourself. Yeah. I think a lot about how advice that I give my friends, like something like, for instance, I'll, uh, last year I had gotten a new job and I was kind of like, it was a lot to process and a lot of new stuff. And a friend at the same time had gotten a new job and she was complaining to me about how stressed she was. And I was like, give yourself grace. You've only been there a month. And then me, myself, I tell myself, that you should know more. You've been there a month already. And so I think it's just mm-hmm. that idea that it's so much easier for us to let someone else or even things that we like the negative self-talk, like what do we say about ourselves? that like never in a million years would we ever utter it to another exactly. person. Exactly. Like, I'd be the worst friend ever. What kind of friend am I to myself? And so I think it's like mm-hmm. that constant reframing um, and letting yourself be a proponent of your own self and like, okay, God, how did you make me unique? And yes, I'm flawed and there's things that I'm going to screw up, but how can I step into who you created me to be by not talking down to myself for things that I would never, ever hold against anyone else, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. I'll stop myself sometime right in the midst of, uh, you know, you know, just really hard talking to myself. I'm like, you would never say this to your daughter. Mm-hmm. And you, you would, you would, you would hurt somebody if they said this to your daughter and look at you tearing <laughs> yourself up. Yeah. 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 I do yeah, it all so the time. True. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a good thing. Yeah. It's like, who is the person that you would never say this to? And then you're saying it to yourself. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's amazing. Wow. I feel like that's a devotional or a sermon in itself. Yeah, it could be, right? <laughs> For sure. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, man. Okay. Well, honestly, this like faith preaching stuff, this is pretty fun, but we're going to move. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm just like, in it. yes, 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 yes. Um, but we're going to move on to the fun question that's section of the podcast well i've had fun the whole time so <laughs> keep it coming Listen. <laughs> okay so if you could have dinner with any fictional character or characters who would it be they can't be any of your own characters oh my goodness <laughs> mm. 
Okay. Does it have to be faith-based fiction? Nope. Anybody? Yeah. Stan Hale. Nope, I don't know. <laughs> I thought I'd get you. <laughs> you got us. <laughs> it's a hit. It's a character from um, Robert Dugoni. It's the Extraordinary Life of Sam Hill. Oh. It is a coming of age story. It is a beautiful story, and he was—he's a character. I, I probably read that book maybe two, three years ago now, and I had it on my Kindle for like two years before I read it. So maybe, yeah, about four years now. And I, it had, the hype was so, it was like, they, they have to be overhyping this book. It's never going to be as good as they're making it out to be. So I kept putting it off and putting it off. And I finally was like, one day I'm like, well, it's there. Let me start reading it. I couldn't put it down. Mm-hmm. I fell in love. And it was, it was this man, you know, his coming of age story. And he had, I, I don't know what it's called, where the, uh, his eyes were actually red. And, and they, it was, you know, how people, his struggle of how um, people mistreated him and how he overcome it. And um, it, he was a very interesting character, I must say. Wow. We all have to answer that. What, what, who would you sit down with? Oh, okay. no. <laughs> tables have turned, tables have turned. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's hard to be on the spot to answer that, isn't it? <laughs> No, it is. Wait, you have one? Aunt Not, Shirley, Aunt oh, Shirley. okay. Yeah, fair enough. Anne Shirley Blythe. Uh, Lucy Maud Montgomery's character, Anne Shirley, from her Anne of Green Gables series. Yeah. Oh, she had to go fancy. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, I know who I would pick. Who? I would pick a, a trifecta, three in one. Uh, Violet. What? That, a Trinity? Violet Klaus and Sonny Baudelaire oh, from the so series good. of Unfortunate Events. So <laughs> yes. Yes. That's a good one. <laughs> right? That's right. I love it. Okay. Oh, I I have so many thoughts. Um uh oh, but I thought, I'm gonna oh, yeah. I, I'm gonna go with because I feel like depending on the mood I was in, I would want to talk to so many characters. But for, yeah. for some reason the first character that popped in my head was Elizabeth Bennett and I just think she'd be a fascinating character to hang with and like talk about you know life and love and just <laughs> wealth and you know the whole thing I think she'd just be a fascinating character how does Kimberly feel for you yes obviously it would be at Kimberly obviously this dinner would be at Kimberly. yeah the dinner part she's hosting it right Elizabeth is hosting it Odette is invited <laughs> I, um, I thought you were gonna say Dave Odette. That's in my head. Okay, so have you um, ever read any D. Henderson books, Ti? Oh, thanks. You so. Any- so she writes like um, murder mystery, like suspense Christian romance books, and we read oh. one of her books last season on the podcast. And um, her, the series that I reread the most is the O'Malley series. And it's this really cool story of this, like all these orphans who are adults now. So they're like a found family named the O'Malley's. And they all have these like really interesting jobs. Like one's a hostage negotiator, one's a U.S. Marshal, one's a forensic anthropologist or forensic scientist. So they, and then one's like a trauma counselor. So their, their stories are really unique and they kind of all um, uh, weave together. So anyways, I've read them for years because I think they came out in the, 
want to say the late 90s, early 2000s is when the books came out. And so anyways, we read this book on the podcast last season and Morgan hated, 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 hated the main male character in this book, even though he was British, very wealthy, had his own plane and he pilots like very wealthy. Morgan hated him. Yeah, he weren't for, she weren't for it. She <laughs> <laughs> thought I was going to say I want to have dinner with him. To me. What'd so you say? Morgan thought she was going to say that guy. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought she was going to say. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, Dave, if you could have dinner with any fictional character, try to win him over. That's what I thought you were going to go for. <laughs> He's a married man. Yeah, the fun thing about books, though, is it, yeah. you know, it's, uh, everyone's taste is so different. And it, it's fun. Yeah. To I love talking books. We could, I, we could just sit here and talk for, about other books for all night. Well, listen. <laughs> That's pretty much why we started the podcast because we realized that, that we love talking about books and we were like, other people want to hear us talk about books, Richard. So. Yeah, I always <laughs> love to hear good recommendations. Wanted to hear. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, so okay. the next fun question is top celebrity crush. Oh my goodness. Oh. How to answer that? Let's see. I'm trying to think of what I enjoy watching. Top celebrity crush. I don't know. You answer first. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, are we going for current? Current, like yeah, right, right now in the moment. Right now, right now. red hot second. Okay, my top celebrity right crush. Now. Oh, Chris Pine. Yeah, that, that silver fox thing he's got going on. It's like okay, mm-hmm. Chris, do no wrong. <laughs> well, he probably he's got such pretty eyes. Oh, he surely, he truly does right now. Um. Okay, while you're thinking, I'm going to go. So there's this show on Netflix that came out maybe two months ago now called The Night Agent. And the lead character, Gabriel Basso, I'll show you a picture of him. He's a, he, he was very attractive. Not agent. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it was really good. Apparently, he was a child actor of some sort. And I don't remember what he was in. But then, like, he oh. obviously was an adult man now. And I, everyone was, like, swooning over him. And I was like, wow, this guy, you know? So. Mm-hmm. Celebrity crush. <laughs> yeah, it, it's an interesting he's show nice to look at. Yeah, it? exactly. <laughs> I won't mind if he saves me when the world's ended. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, my Oh, did you think of one, Madeline? Uh, no. <laughs> um, top celebrity crush right now in this moment. Madeline. Um, Are you just thinking about Hudson from the book? Yes. <laughs> I knew. I was like, she's so stuck on him. She's like, he's my top celebrity crush right now. <laughs> Can I, is that, I'm going to go with Hudson. <laughs> yeah, go with Hudson. Hudson sure. went for it. He's yeah, he's my G. Us, <laughs> he's a celebrity in my eyes. There we go. <laughs> Mine too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I love it. People always asking me, like, well, who would who would you get to play this actor or this character and that character? And that is the hardest question because I always have a different um, someone, mm -hmm. you know, in my mind. But as a reader, I don't ever want to see what the um, author thinks that character is supposed to look at like because mm -hmm. I want to yeah. use my imagination for it. So right. um, I, I try not to. Now, after the fact, after I'm done writing it, I have one one specific reader friend, um, she always wants to know what I think the characters look like. So I started doing um, Pinterest boards. So Ooh, yeah, there's an Indigo Island. You know, I wonder if Hudson looks like what, who you think he should look oh, like. I'm fascinated to see that. Oh, and I would pull it up. I don't know if my, but um, let's see if my iPad will pull it up real quick. But while we're, I'm, you know how terrible I am with names. The guy yes. just popped, the, the celebrity crush popped in my mind because I was like, what's okay. his name? What's his name? Bradley Cooper. He's oh, nice. yeah. That's a good one. Oh, he's so yeah. sweet. Mm -hmm. I feel like he has a very yeah. versatile attractiveness, too. Like, he's pretty much good looking whatever he does. Yeah, he could do clean cut or he could do, yeah. you know, scruffy, long hair. Yeah. 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 Okay, we only have one more curveball to throw for you. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Do you have a fave romantic comedy? And it can be not any, it doesn't yeah. have to be recent. It can be like something older, but any era. All time fave. Romantic comedy. I love the proposal mm. with Sandra Bullock. Yes. And what's his name? Ryan Reynolds now. Ryan Reynolds. I like Ryan Reynolds too. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Great. I love him. He's so funny. Yeah, he's hilarious <laughs> he's too. So I, that's part of his appeal, I think, is because I mean he's obviously a very attractive human, but oh, like so he's funny. hysterical. That. Yes. So that, that's me. I mean, a man, he he's not going to be attractive unless he can make me laugh. Mm -hmm. I find you know, I, I definitely got to um, laugh. I, I'm trying to pull up my board. Oh, oh here yes. it goes. Love it. Oh man. Picturing Hudson in my brain. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, oh man. Yep. Right? That's, that's, <laughs> is it even close? close? <laughs> what was in here? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Wow. That's oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, I mean, right I, I, I do that for an, uh, for one woman specifically. I, I started making Pinterest boards just for her. So I, I, I'll share them every now and then with other people. I'm, I love it. That's that was amazing. I love that. <laughs> oh my gosh. So fun. So my fun agent said, I thought he'd be more scruffy looking than that. And I was like, well, he, that's pretty scruffy looking. That's pretty scruffy. <laughs> scruffy. I'm like, what do you think all this is happening? Uh, <laughs> you know. Man, it was so fun to, to have him walking around with holy shirts and barefooted and all that good stuff. He was such a fun character because, you know, he was so closed off. I'm like, how in the world am I ever going to be able to? Share enough about him if you don't speak a lot. So he was very challenging to write. And yeah. the only, um, you know, I talked about doing research before I write the book. One of mine mm -hmm. was I started journaling in his voice. So all uh, there's a, a lot of journal uh, entries because um, you know we talked about Beauty and the Beast. Well, Belle mm -hmm. in the fairy tale was the one with the book in her hand all the time. Well, in my version, is it you know the monster of Indigo always has a book in his hand, and mm -hmm. he did a lot of book reviews, and he always started out well, I hated it, and uh, <laughs> but the 
the book actually only covered a few of the journal entries. So I'm thinking about, you know, in my a summer newsletter, sharing the rest. Uh, or even on my website, I might do it, uh, sharing the rest of his journal entries. Oh, that's so a great idea. Well, great. Oh, my yeah. Well, um, <laughs> tell our listeners where they could find um, your website and if they can subscribe to your newsletter to get these journal entries. Yeah. 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 Well, that was a good segue, weren't it? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Tialo.com, uh, just easy, or just Tialo.com and um, – then when you're there, it'll, a little pop-up will come up if you, want the, if you want to subscribe or, yeah, subscribe to the newsletter. And it's just a once a month, maybe twice a month thing, so I won't aggravate. I don't like to be aggravated. I don't aggravate people. But I do like to tell them about stuff. And I've always got a, a giveaway or um, if I know of a free book from the author community is great. Um, I've become good friends with several authors, and I'll – I try to do some giveaway for their books and they'll do giveaways for mine. At the end of it, I always say what I'm reading and I'll give book recommendations or, you know, what I'm currently reading. Um, Nicole Deese is one of my favorites. She can write some good romantic comedy. Ooh. Have y'all read her? You should have her on. She's, I, we have she's it. a hoot. Is she? Oh, that, yeah. that's good to know. She's on my list of like authors that I would like for us to like read one of their books for the podcast yeah. but I've never read any of her stuff I've seen I've seen it kind of everywhere her name's all over but I've never read any I've got my own copy but I, mm. I actually endorse this one the oh words that's, we lost. that's it yeah the words we lost it was really good and I can't I don't have my glasses let me put these glasses on so I can read you what I, I put on the cover of it yeah yeah but, the words we lost is thought-provoking and tender, capturing the transformative beauty of surviving. I said Ooh. that. <laughs> wow. That was very moving. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yes. So, uh, but, yeah. So, so it's a fun little newsletter. Awesome. And then, of course, I'm on all the socials: Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. Awesome. Love awesome. that. Yeah, and um, people can buy uh, your newest book. Yes, Indigo Isle. Yeah, um, Indigo Isle. Everywhere, yeah. yeah. Any place everywhere. that sells books should be, be there. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Amazing. Hey. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, this was so fun. Thank you so much for taking the time um, to yeah. chat with us about your newest book and your process. Really enjoying it. So I think sometimes we just need to do this with a cup of coffee and um, share more book recommendations with each other. Oh my gosh! Yes. Absolutely. 100%. Anytime. <laughs> it was so fun. This was awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much. So fun. I really had a good time. Thank y'all so much for having me. Thank you so much. Have a great night. Okay. Good night. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Follow us on Instagram at Redeeming Lit Podcast and be sure to subscribe on Apple or Spotify so you don't miss any episodes. If you have any questions or book recommendations, email us at redeeminglitpodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, keep, keep it lit! lit.